Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable, coming to you from various places in and around Los Angeles, including Treasonable Studios, with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week, all the way from Altadena. Her new book, The Big Hurt, comes out this August and is available for pre-order now. Always a pleasure to have her with us, author, performance artist, and resistrix, Erica Schickel. Welcome, Erica. Woohoo! Hey, good to be here. Happy Saturday. Indeed. It's it's a beautiful day in Los Angeles for Dodger it baseball. <laughs> Maybe not Dodger baseball uh, yet. We, we got time. But thank you for being with us, Erica. Just up the street from Treasonable Studios in scenic East Hollywood, comedian, actor, raconteur, juggler of words and objects, and fresh off the release of his debut comedy album, A Little Off the Top of My Head, always a pleasure, Mr. Jim Coughlin. Welcome, Jim. I am excited to be here, David. I I am excited yes. to have you here. <laughs> oh my God, there's so much excitement. It's it. These are exciting times. These are yes. truly, truly exciting times. As always, we are joined by comedian, scholar, and the black voice of reason representing Van Nuys. It is a distinct pleasure to introduce Mr. Time and Ship. Welcome, sir. Uh, thank you, Dave. Power to the people. Good to be here with uh, my favorite folks to see what's uh, going on in this crazy world of ours. Indeed. You know, normally uh, we we reconvene the original crew, the the extra crispy original recipe, uh, as I like to call it, uh, for special occasions. But I I don't know. It just it felt right uh, to do it. It felt like you couldn't get your usual crew. <laughs> <laughs> Tomato, tomato. <laughs> but it's uh, it's lovely when a plan comes together, as uh, Hannibal used to say. So, oh, me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. I am your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse. And we do have a lot to talk about. But first, a message from our sponsors at Community Spread. It's morning in America, and people are waking up to the great taste of Community Spread. I kind of want toast, but it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies. I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches. Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. 
and new from the makers of Community Spread, it's Unmitigated Spread Variants. If you barely acknowledged Community Spread before, try Unmitigated Spread Variants. The Great Britain Variant goes great with period dramas and tea with milk in it. The California Variant, made with avocados from Mexico. And the Brazilian Variant that goes down so smooth it's like there's nothing there. Unmitigated Spread Variants, it's time for another peak. Well, speaking of time, it is the ninth Saturday of the new year, and being the 27th of February, that also means it's National Kahlua Day, National Polar Bear Day, National Strawberry Day, which all together should make for a really interesting charcuterie plate. Uh, We'll possibly have cooking tips later on, who knows? But it is uh, also National Retro Day. And Anosmia Awareness Day, uh, which I didn't know, so I guess that's why you, you need to have a day about it. But Anosmia is the the loss of sense of smell. So with you know covid celebrating that day yeah that's that's the thing it's I, I felt it was like worth bringing up because more now than ever, we're getting a lot of people who are are suffering the lingering effects of covid. I've got a couple friends who, you know, had like really, really gnarly symptoms, a couple touch and go for a little while there. But some of them, even though they're healed up, still, you know, lacking the sense of smell. So uh, this one's going out to you. And uh, if you can't tell what stinks, enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, We are just 38 days into the new government. And as of today, we've got... Timpani. Five hundred ten thousand three hundred seventy-three Americans dead from the coronavirus, and twenty-eight million five hundred nine thousand three hundred confirmed cases, with about forty-seven point two million people having gotten at least one dose of the vaccine, with more than twenty-two point six million of them fully vaccinated and as long as we're doing the numbers we've still got 506 immigrant children who may stand a chance of being reunited with their parents like the 105 kids whose parents have been found in the past couple weeks because it is no longer donald trump's america so good for us although there is a gathering in florida this week that seems to be under the apprehension that it is still trump's america and will always be Tom trump's america what what just happened there that wasn't me Hey, well, fun fun for everybody. But uh yeah, the the CPAC conference is is going on now and I guess uh Trump is supposed to come out of his hidey hole and speak at the conference tomorrow signifying six more weeks of stupidity at least. But of the the news clips that I've seen so far from CPAC I, I'm pretty sure in this configuration of panelists, I've talked about this on the show before, but do you guys remember uh, from like, I guess it was the early 80s, there was an ABC after school special called The Wave, where it was it was basically like a high school 
uh, sort of a Stanford prison experiment kind of thing. It was based on a true story, but instead of uh, locking the kids up and half of them being prisoners and the other half being guards, it was basically forming a really exclusive club and the whole buildup was, you know, oh yeah, the wave, you know, you got to be a part of the wave. If you're not, you know, you're, something's wrong with you. And the buildup is at the end of the month, we're, we're going to like introduce you to the, the leader of the wave. And it turned out it was Hitler and it was all like a whole experiment to, to see how quickly you can turn children into fascists. And this feels, <laughs> you know, looking at CPAC, it, it, feels like someone decided to reboot the wave but the big change in the reboot is that this time around everybody already knows it's hitler yeah have you guys uh seen any of the footage uh if if so thoughts nightmares well i mean it's perfect that no one thought or or maybe they just didn't care that creating a golden statue of trump <laughs> wouldn't be seen as bi- biblical no symbolism <laughs> there's it was such a ridiculous statue too i mean if you're gonna be fascists you know try brutalism <laughs> yeah but i do i do have Come to say i mean in terms of pure aesthetics that is that is brutalism personified um <laughs> And well, it, different kind of brutalism, true, to be sure. but it, it does, I think, capture the, the, I don't know. It's not really nouveau riche, but that gauche sort of gaudiness, you know, it's like he's wearing what looked like red sequin encrusted, uh, flip flops, uh, American uh, flag bathing suit. I now, mean, it, now, now some people are saying it's some of Jeff Kuhn's best work. <laughs> <laughs> Well, definitely, it's, you know. It's on that level, though. I mean, without being art, it's, it's, it is. Uh, who was in charge of that? How did that happen? Are they serious about it? I, I mean, as far as we know, it looks like yeah. of the Republicans, you know. Are yeah. they serious about this? You know, I, I no longer know, like, there might be saboteurs involved in everything in the sense that you can project any ridiculous thing and they'll accept it so i could kind of see the artist being like let's see if they'll buy this one and then they love it of course you know? yeah they because love they it. are across the board complete fucking idiots and it, it's yeah. just as it gets worse and worse i mean it is the slow moving disaster of sheer stupidity Yes. Like the momentum of stupidity. Yeah. It's wild to watch. It, well, know? and You're it's no good at anything. I mean, somewhat Except. ironic in this age of COVID that uh, on a day that, that is supposed to honor awareness of the loss of smell, there's a whole group of folks in Florida organizing to celebrate the loss of taste. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you were saying, how long were you cooking that one up? Really? Just, 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 window, huh? just sprouted. <laughs> it just sprouted. <laughs> Improv people, that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, it stinks. It really does. It's t- ridiculous. The Ted Cruz speech, which, you know, was just... Well, I mean, there's really nothing you can tell them. I mean, there's nothing you can say. I mean, I've been blocking people left and right. I mean, a, a guy I used to talk to all the time was telling me who counted Trump's lies. I said, what do you mean? 
who counted them? They, I mean, they, they, there's a, they're doing it in Vegas. They got so many numbers going on Trump. <laughs> Hell, what the fuck is wrong with you? I said, well, you, 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 you don't see this? And he said, no, and then and, you know, Mr. Biden hasn't did what he said he's going to do. I said, he's only been there for 30 days. Do you understand things have to be voted on? Please stop yeah. out of politics. Well, that's, you know, you, that's, I think, a great launching point for one of the things that I wanted to talk about today, which is the, the $15 an hour minimum wage uh, that they're trying to get passed. And it strikes me as, as, as Democrats and liberals, we're sort of in a, you know, a, a Donnybrook, a conundrum, whatever you want to call it. This week, the the Senate parliamentarian looked at the rules, looked at what was going on, and decided that the raise of the minimum wage can't be lumped in uh, the COVID relief the, bill. The, the, well, the reconciliation it. process. Okay. Uh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but you thanks. Thank you, Jim. You definitely helped I'll on that. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but. The, the Democrats and the Biden administration were trying to get the raise in the minimum wage bill, knowing they're not going to get any Republican votes on it. So they were trying to push it through with reconciliation. And the Senate parliamentarian said, uh, no, can't do that because it, it doesn't directly affect the, the national budget. Now, it, it became common knowledge this week. You know, it's, a lot of people didn't know this, but the the vice president, as president of the Senate, can overrule the Senate parliamentarian, and a lot of people are saying that she should, and we should go ahead and push this through. What I'm wondering, and I'm on the fence here, and would would like to ask you guys if if we do that, you know, sort of back end run around the the general rules, it is for a good cause, but doesn't that make us and devil's advocate because i i don't think it does i don't think it doesn't i'm still on the fence but doesn't that make us not necessarily as bad but in the same camp as as mitch mcconnell changing the rules for his convenience on say a supreme court nomination in the final year of a, a president's term well i don't think that there, i think that's a totally false comparison though i mean you know mitch mcconnell Actually, there was nothing protecting him from bringing that to a vote. I mean, he just broke with, right? you know, and to break with this tradition, I mean, if there is a, a step in place for it, then you're not breaking with anything, you know, and furthermore, this has to be done. I mean, it just has to be done. What are we going to do? Ha you know, wait for the whole Senate to vote on it? Right. Well, when you got people like Joe Manchin in there doing the things he's doing, you, you, it's hard to say. But I would, I'm, I'm with the deal. They could have set it up to where it grows. Grad, they could have put a bill together where it will. Well, gradually that's that's grow. the plan. It's not going to instantly like, hey, you know, yeah. you've been yeah, making I mean, seven twenty five an hour now. Because Joe knew when he put it in there how they were going to come at him. Because if, depending on where you live in the country. I mean, Florida actually even voted for a $15 raise, and that's a service state. That's, a, that's all they do. So yeah. they voted for that. So you know it's got to happen, but it depends on where you live. I mean, look at California. Even if you did make 15 bucks an hour, it's like making 5 bucks an hour because of how they've jacked up the rents everywhere. People mm -hmm. are still going to struggle, but it'll you know, give a little, a little bit more than what they have. 
and I and I get their point, you know, that they that they should put that in there. I, I don't have a problem with it. You can either fight for it or pull it out, keep everything else, and negotiate down the road as they're thinking on the fifteen dollars uh, an hour because they know it's got to happen. Right. Whether there's a Republican in office or not, they know that people people have got to because the pandemic has really exposed the inequalities of what we do not have in this country, whether yeah. it's healthcare, everything, you know, food. I mean, like you said, all you got to do is look at Texas. Booyah. Just, yeah. You know, just look at Texas. Jim? You know. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, but I, I, I guess the, the larger point in Erica, you're Sorry. right. You know, no, 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 it's fine. Uh, you know, but uh, you're right. It, it was a bad comparison, but I, I guess the, my, my larger point is if, the Democrats decide, yeah, rules, rules are for suckers. Basically, you know, it's like, it's the, the rules pale next to the necessity of doing this. And I, I certainly don't deny the necessity, but I don't know. It just, it seems to me that it, it is a slippery slope that if, if we start making exceptions for ourselves about the stuff we've been bitching about the Republicans doing, but you know, if you look at uh, but if you look at reconciliation, mm-hmm. we we uh, you know they didn't do it in 2020. We have two times we get to do it, right. and they're you know for this, okay, you could probably do without the the bill. But the one the, the majority of that 1.9 trillion, they're going to need reconciliation to get it through. They pushed through cutting taxes for the rich. Didn't think twice about what we did. We're yeah. actually thinking about the people in a pandemic. This is an emergency and it needs to happen. And these guys are worried about 600. Well, you haven't spent yeah. all yeah. the money. Also, these they are on the wrong side of history here, not us. And, and you know, we have to, have to, have to pass this and get the, they, uh, we, the Democrats, they, them, you know, and get this through to people. Otherwise, we will ha- we will be absolutely voted out in the pr- in the midterms and in the next election. I mean, it has to be delivered. Now, let me tell you, Dave. Someone said to me as I was sitting at the at the cigar lounge. One, he's a Trump supporter. And a guy walked. In, he says, "Hey, Ty, did you, you you've been working pretty regular, huh?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Did you get twelve hundred dollars?" I said, "Yeah, I did get the twelve hundred dollars." I said, "Well, you know, you don't deserve it." And before I could catch the motherfucker that came out of my mouth, it was already gone. <laughs> I didn't even catch it. it. just left my lips so quick. I said, what the fuck did you say? He said, well, you know, people just collect. I said, dude, you have no idea what's going on in other people's lives. I don't. I don't try to peek into someone else's house and tell, you know, you don't deserve this. You don't. Who are you? Yeah. People are struggling right now. $1,200 ain't shit today in California. That's, I don't know. That's not even someone's... That's more. That's not even enough to pay someone's rent. Yeah. Actually, so, you know, to someone like my eldest kid, you know, that is a substantial amount of money. And going from the 2000 to this 2000 to 1400 is also just bullshit. You know, I mean, it should be 2000. And it would that would actually really, really help Hazel is if. You know, I mean, to somebody like that who's young and working in service economy and whatever, it's substantial and it's fucking nothing to the government. I mean, it's not, it's nothing. They can easily do it. Well, yeah. that's what, 
Well, there is a weird phenomenon where uh, for, for those of us who have been continuing to work our regular job, we're getting just as much money and our expenses in many cases are, have gone down. Yeah. I, I'm uh, cooking about 85% of my meals and I was, I was eating out like a hundred percent. Oh my God. Us too. Um, you know, I was driving 30 miles a day, five days a week. That's all both done. ways in the snow uphill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I've actually had a decrease in expenses and it's actually made me slightly more charitable. I feel like I'm doing a good thing when I spend money now, <laughs> you know, uh, whether it's on Amazon or Target or, or whatever, or, or I've been buying all my groceries uh, through through Instacart, et cetera, et cetera. So I do kind of almost feel guilty about the, the $1,200 I've gotten, you know. Well, but, the, um, you know, this, what, this what is, is the so wonderful wait, thing. This why is, would you feel guilty? Because uh, I'm, I'm not, I don't have extra need. Right, but I mean, and, and I'm not a Republican. Okay. Hey, time, right, time, and there's a white guy who feels guilty. <laughs> Let it go, man. <laughs> I just say, why do you feel guilty about having the money? I mean, we. I mean, I like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't feel. It's not in my place to tell someone what they should have or what they should not have. You know, yeah. And if, I don't care if you took the money and you put it away. That's. You earned it because it's our tax money. You got a guy sitting there in office that's making $194,000 a year who's yeah. telling you that you don't deserve 1200 or 1400 Oh, yeah. I put yeah. your butt in there. Yeah, yeah, no, that's all I'm saying. You know, if Amen. maybe Amen. maybe if you yeah. just look at it as this is this is trickle down economics working. Uh, no, the the no, Republicans no. gave all these major tax breaks to the rich, and they they let a pandemic sweep across the nation unchecked. Mm-hmm. And so, hey, now now some of this money is actually trickling down to to the yeah. real people. Ah. They, well, they, they should embrace they this. About the six hundred, because they said if people were receiving six hundred a week or six hundred in unemployment, they wouldn't go back to work. I said, really? What? Where are you getting this information from? Remember, uh, I think Mitch McConnell, not Mitch, but um, Romney said something like that. You're you're giving away and. They're not going to want to go to work. They're going to just, this is socialism. No. Yeah. They're just a bunch of zero sum motherfuckers. I mean, really, that's what it all comes down to. They just, uh, you know, if you give something to somebody else, that means there's less for them. Mm -hmm. Bottom line. And, you know, that's, that's kind of thinking and that kind of legislating has to fucking end. Toot sweet. Yeah, yeah, but I think, you know, in a way, time and you you keep talking about all the all the inequities that that COVID has exposed in our society. But I think it's it, it dangerously <laughs> in some ways lowered the bar on what people are willing to accept. I mean, this week we passed half a million Americans dead from the coronavirus. And Which didn't need to happen. No, absolutely not. You know, I was watching, uh, you know, the the nighttime lineup on MSNBC last night, and they were showing it was the one year anniversary of of Trump's press conference where he was saying, you know, it's fifteen people, uh, and you yeah. know, it'll be it'll be down to five, and then it'll be down to zero. It's nothing. It's the flu, and 
you know, he was talking about how, oh, Nancy Pelosi is trying to panic everyone. Well, here it is a year later, and the the lack of panic has has brought us to where we are and how long it's been. And yeah, I, I know time and you're going into work, uh, you know, on the regular gym, you're working from home for me, you know, doing work on film sets and stuff. It totally fucks up the schedule because you have to have a COVID test. It's generally two days before actually working on set. Some, some shows are, are now doing one day before, but basically it kills the opportunity to, to work, you know, more than two gigs in a week, usually, because you have to have the testing and then the time, and then they, they test you the day of work also, but it's, you know, there, this has greatly affected how we roll. And I I I think, but you know, they, they, with the misinformation and the politicization of, of what they did with, the pandemic it really screwed it up all we had to do was let the doctors do their job trump stepped in and he fucked it up my cousin died because of this dumb shit this idiot i mean every time i even you know my sister and i were even talking about it today when we think about this this didn't even need to happen dude just step back and let people do their job we could have you know we're a superpower but we we fucked up we really fucked this up. Then they get mad, you know. Oh, we don't want this. You, you know, they're worrying about uh, someone saying something about the Republicans. We don't want to do a 9/11 uh, type commission on what happened because it'll do this. No, fuck that. Investigate yeah. all of them. Well, and, and that's yeah. that's the thing with setting up the commission is, of course, the Republicans are opposed to it and they think it's going to be partisan, quote unquote. Because they know they are guilty. And, you know, this is not like a both sides. Oh, well, you know, the Democrats did this. It's like, no, the the Republicans, you know, and you you look at Lindsey Graham defending Trump. We are investigating Republicans. We are investigating Republicans. I mean, what are you going to do? Well, but that's the thing. It's like we're not setting out to, to investigate Republicans. We're investigating criminals and the people who were behind this insurrection. And it just turns out, oh, my God, they're all Republicans. You know, we're only going to investigate evil people. So they shouldn't, you know, um, but, you know, (laughs) I think they have to look at, they should, if they were to do this, you know, they need to just go back into what would have happened if the pandemic response team had not been disbanded. And and if you'd had a responsive president, what would have happened as soon as we knew? Totally different. And, And it probably would have helped save lives in Italy and Spain and, you know, Brazil, all these other countries if we had had a responsive team from the get-go that had responded immediately, you know. Well, but and, they and, tried to lay the blame. That was that was a response. That was pretty yeah, quick. Exactly, they, you know, exactly. And and uh, you know, the five hundred thousand deaths. It bothers me to mention that number a lot, only because we know that the excess mortality that number is way higher. You know, the actual deaths from COVID is way way higher, and yeah. we'll get better numbers. You know as they do a better analysis. Well, and, uh, when they, when they look at, when you guys are talking about the investigation, the, the looking into bar none, you know, Trump was behind it mm-hmm. yeah. because of the, because of the argument that he had with McCarthy. 
You know behind, that he was yeah well, I, behind. He, he told him, "Dude, he, shut, you know, get rid of him, cut him off, shut, you know, get your people back." And he, you know, and that's why that delay when they, when, you know, the Pentagon hasn't. They're going to have the Pentagon. They're going to investigate, and they're going to have to tell him, "Why didn't you guys show up? What happened with the National Guard?" There's a four-hour gap there, four hours. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, the investigation out. is just going to show, I know it's just going to show the whole story and that they were behind it. They totally colluded and set it up. And, and, and it was so out in the open the whole time anyway. I mean, they were advertising it. And, you know, there's just. I, I'm still shocked that 80 million people, <laughs> 80 million people really believe that this, that the damn whole thing was stolen from them. And they all say fake news. I just it's well. well on, on that note, one of the one of the fun uh, revelations this week uh, from the world of conspiracy is there there are people apparently trying to quote unquote prove that the snow in Texas last week oh, was fake, and yeah. that's you they're, know they're trying to like melt it with their bic lighters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, on, on on the internet. And you know, and some scientists had to come on and like explain vaporization. See, maybe <laughs> maybe I'm a sociopath, but my problem isn't that half a million Americans are dead. It's that it's the wrong half a million Americans, or you but know, that it's not. I mean, it's the you know, it is. It does not know red from yeah, blue. Yeah, that's true. And. And there, that's what boggles the mind to me is that, you know, it's hitting their community as much as it's hitting ours, you know, it turns out it's not just an urban <laughs> illness. Yeah. Not and, just the blue states. You know, and yet there's still, where's their anger? I mean, we were living, we were through the same events. I mean, we weren't watching Fox news while it was happening. So, but it, it just, did they not see that Trump did nothing to stop the progression of this virus? Did, you know, was wrong on every single count, was ridiculously wrong? I I just, I'll never understand, and I'll never understand, really. Yeah, it, it, this is, you know, you know to, we're, lost. we're lost. This is, that's a lot of people. Yeah, you know. and and a lot of people whose whose lives have been touched by it, and you know, it's I, I don't know if you guys caught Biden's speech last week, you know, commemorating the the deaths of mm -hmm. of half a million people and encouraging Americans to to move forward and keep those people in our hearts. The thing that really astounded me about Biden's speech is he got through the whole thing without mentioning how many people voted for him i just it, 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 <laughs> yes. that was so weird yeah. but that's that's one of the things you know i joke about it but it is astounding to me that these yeah the the trump supporters and even the republicans who aren't well i mean some some of the never trumpers are you know noticing this but that how much biden's normalcy just really magnifies how fucked up tr Trump's presidency was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I even if, oh, sorry. Well, I was gonna say that even if you agree with Trump, you should be able to watch the guy and go, this is abnormal, you know? Um, yeah. You don't talk about how many votes you got, 
when you're trying to to stop a pandemic or right. you know anything you know an opening of a library you don't talk about how many votes you got george bush didn't talk about how many votes he got all the time he is just a mentally deficient in this way yes, but i think absolutely. i think it's not just the the mental deficiency which i definitely acknowledge but i it's a means of control it's repeating the big lie over and over again until it's de- desensitizing what's people. What's crazy about it is it's really for a deeply personal reason. Like it's something inside of him that has to have the story be that he won the election in a landslide. He's he. I mean, he's like a, 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 he's a basket case, and he's bringing half the country into this his delusional state, and it's it's. Just mind-boggling. Again, you know, it's so clearly like he's sick, you know? He's just sick. Agreed. But I I think one of the big uh, stories this week and a a big development that may actually help disrupt his grasp on the narrative is the Manhattan District Attorney's Office this week got Trump's tax records. (laughs) Finally, uh, the, the Supreme Court, that you know and i'm 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 still apprehensive i'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop with the three justices that that trump put on there oh yeah but but so far you know and this may be to to lull america into a, a sense of of comfort and oh thank god our worst fears about the the trump additions to the supreme court haven't come to fruition we can let our guard down. It's like, no, no, I think constant, constantly our guard should be up still. It's a, it's a ticking time bomb. It's, it's like people in England who decide to, to start a garden in their backyard and then they find unexploded German bombs from world war two. You know, this is, this is the, the, the Supreme court. And, I don't know. I'm sure the shrinks could have a field day with with this, but no, I'm. I don't think I'm paranoid. I think this is a a reasonable amount of caution. And you know, it's not. It's not even the, just the ones he appointed. Apparently, uh, Clarence Thomas has been saying some things about implying that that uh, Trump won the election. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, and, yeah. Clarence yeah, Thomas's yeah, wife was one of the one of the major fundraisers behind the yeah. the Stop the Steal rally, and it you know it's funny because a lot of times I don't know if you guys do this reflexively, but I've been burned enough times when someone posts a link to a news story online. I always look at the the publishing date now, you know, because it, it's like, oh, fuck, yeah. And someone had posted a, a link to a story about, okay, this is how we can impeach Clarence Thomas and get him off the court. And it was from like three years ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I think God needs to impeach him. It's, you know? Well, yeah, he I'm. Is, he's I, due for a big heart attack or something. Uh, aside from the the Matthew Sweet song, I I have no no hopes for divine intervention. Right. Uh, yeah. By, by the way, I saw something on TikTok. <laughs> that was <laughs> <old> TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that, yeah. That gave a good explanation of of what we're going through. And he was this guy was describing how uh, untrained dogs are. You know, if if let's say there's a noise out outside, they'll they'll react to the noise. But a trained dog 
will look at the top dog, the owner, to figure out whether it should react to that noise. Yeah. And he was describing that as the Trump voters are sort of like trained dogs. Mm. So something happens like, oh, I don't know, a pandemic is killing 500,000. And Trump says it's not a big deal. It's a hoax. It's going to go down to nothing. Masks don't work. Uh, uh, you know, he's wearing too big of a mask, et cetera, et cetera. And they just go by whatever he says. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the reaction to every single thing. God. Yeah. Every Which once felt, in a while, like a good explanation. Every, every once yeah. in a while, you see a moment of clarity, like the, the night of January 6th, when, when Lindsey Graham declared that he was off the Trump train and now he's right back on there. You know, it's, it, it's like someone who, who gets their five-year chip from AA and goes out to celebrate with a drink, you know, and then, and then let the downfall begin again. You know, this isn't yeah. just a relapse. You're, you're back into uh, your, your old life. He's not going to run again, though. You know, I mean, there's going to be no way. There's so I, much shit Lyndon, coming Lyndon down. Lyndon LaRouche ran I, from jail. I, I think he's hmm? going to announce his, that he's running tomorrow night yeah oh, andy, yeah. Uh, andy barowitz uh had a great column saying that uh trump's gonna announce that he's already won the 2024 election yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but but for, for him to, yeah if he starts they said that you know they're all the only thing they've got to talk about is how they were cheated you know that's what he's going to start off with so don't look for anything to be talked about as far as policy or any of that oh, it's no. always going to it's all no. going to be about fear-mongering uh, you know, the end of the world, unless you vote for me and well, and the communists and the Marxists don't, don't forget to, to leave the, the red baiting out, you oh, know, no. you know, calling, calling Democrats, dangerous Marxists and communists Oh yeah, yeah with our yeah. liberal agenda. Oh, the, God, the, all their hypocrisy around cancel culture just makes me want to fucking gag on the yeah, yeah Jim Jordan see? and the boys. Yeah. Ugh. I'm I'm certainly not advocating violence, you know, and as we, we talk about the tragedy of, of half a million Americans dying, uh, if someone were to plant bombs in, in the Orlando Center where CPAC is happening and, and lock the doors from the outside, I, I, I not only would not shed a tear, I would heartily laugh. Um, I'm hoping that there's cameras being set up in hotel rooms for yeah. all the prostitutes, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, set those up so that when these guys and ladies, you know, meet up with the prostitutes at I'm the even, convention, I don't know. Going, going back to what Erica was saying about everybody looking to Trump for leadership, I'm guessing like as part of the uh, CPAC, you know, when, whenever you go to a conference, you get a packet with like schedules and, and advertising and everything. I, I would, almost be willing to bet that like at the back of the packet there were a couple tear off ndas exclusively for use <laughs> with hookers right yeah I, I i you know what i bet there's an increase in wanting to watch prostitutes pee on beds just because <laughs> they're into whatever trump's into it's know? it's kind of a a shame that it's kind of a shame what happened to pornhub this year you know it was like a big news story uh few months back that Pornhub like cut 80% of their videos out because questionable copyright provenance uh, over the age of the performers, all this kind of stuff. But I always thought it was interesting. You would see with like the Republican National Convention or the Super Bowl, 
Pornhub would release stats of like what the most popular videos that were streaming. So I'm, I'm guessing they're not going to be able to do that, but it, yeah, Jim, not only would it be interesting to, to have actual video proof, knowing that there are spikes in use of porn sites at conservative and Republican gatherings, it would be interesting to see which fetishes are, are majorly represented. Speaking of yes, people sir. getting fucked, uh, we were talking a little bit about the Supreme Court before, and you know we're talking about the the just lack of a grasp on reality that is apparent on the right. And watching Merrick Garland's confirmation hearings mm-hmm. this week, I couldn't help but think, man, these Republicans are going to be really sorry they they didn't put them on the Supreme Court. Because yeah. I think as an attorney general, yeah. And again, like, like we were saying, this isn't about like vengeance on Republicans as we know they're going to frame it. This is about getting to the bottom of who broke the law and Just who encouraged the breaking oh, wait, wait, of the hey, law. So Dave, can they get Dan McGann's? Uh, I, I mean, who knows? You know, there's. Because you know he is Don 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 McGahn, yeah, the former former White House attorney, who was subpoenaed to testify before Congress and refused. So who knows? You know, my guess is that with the new administration and when the Department of Justice is established in terms of personnel, I I think it's going to be a new game plan. You know, they're going to have to take a look at what didn't work. Where did we fall down on on enforcing certain laws for political expedience? And so who knows what they're well, going to do? Would definitely be another guy that uh, they're going to have to. I mean, he's gotten quiet, but, you know, mm-hmm. Garland, Garland was sitting there licking his chops going, OK. I'm I'm wondering how many you know there was that <clears throat> excuse me former Olympic uh, gymnastics coach this week that offed himself when he was charged with human trafficking and sexual abuse of his athletes. I'm wondering how many highly positioned Republicans are gonna take what they deem the honorable way out, so they don't have to testify. You, you mean hang hang yourself at home? Well, I you know I prefer to think of a more brutal. I, I don't know if you ever saw the uh, the movie The Dead Zone, David Cronenberg flick based on the Stephen King book, but the oh, yeah. uh, the cop who offs himself by uh, basically falling face first on a pair of scissors. I, oh yeah, oh god yeah. But but when you picture William Barr doing it, isn't it kind of pleasant? <laughs> It becomes a symbol of renewal in in this in this Easter season. <laughs> I was thinking more of doing like Judas in the you know in the greatest story ever told when he fell into the fire pit. Yeah, there there are so many ways that it's you know these are this is my zen. And again, I may be a sociopath, but I'm fun none at parties. These, so none of these people have honor or courage or the ability to imagine a world that they don't exist in, you know, I mean, that is the darkest thing they cannot imagine. So I, I, you know, I wouldn't hold my breath for that. 
but it's a great idea. I don't know. And I mean, there, you know, there are things like, you know, Biden is talking about closing down Guantanamo and that troubles me from the perspective that, you know, Donald Trump is going to have to go to prison ideally, but as as ignorant as he is, and even though Biden cut off the the daily intelligence briefings that are the right of former presidents, I I think the guy has too much information in his head to be able to put him in Gen Pop. Oh no! What do you put they, him in a supermax? I think Gitmo is is the what? best solution for for where Trump and and the associated cronies can go. It's a national now, I, security I, I, issue. I, I think uh, putting him in there with Pookie. I think they need to bring back the booty bandit from Corcoran <laughs> State Prison. Six foot seven brother, 280 pounds, can stack quarters on his chest. They need to have him beat him. And he asked, you love the question he always asks, Dave. You know why you're here, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's who he needs to be with. That's it. Send him to the brothers. And are, you, are you telling me that that's an actual guy? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, yeah. Hey, L.A. Times. Yep. L.A. Times. All right. I've been, I've been, uh, you know, TikTok's changing my world, and uh, I've been. Wa- <laughs> this is this great- is how QAnon starts, Jim. <laughs> yeah. You no, know, I've been watching some great videos from a guy who was in prison for 21 years, and he got out, and uh, so he makes videos as- answering questions, and he was talking about prison rape as 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 not as big of a deal as movies make it out to be only because most of it is consensual and that's it. Well, if a dude six foot seven, two eighty in for triple life, I believe consensual would be pretty good. Consent is implied. (laughs) Yes. Yikes. Would you like to do this? Yeah. Well, well, sure. No no problem. Yeah. I mean, not to change the subject away from how much we hate Trump and the Republicans, but how are we feeling about what happened this week in terms of Biden dropping some strategic bombs in Syria and, you know, all the stuff that's going on with MBS and all of that? Well, I'll I'll start because I'm opposite ends of the fence. I'm I'm okay with the bombing in Syria. Um you know, I think it's it, it's something sort of presidential. You take out some of ours, we take out some of yours. And I think with Trump ceding control of Syria to the Russians, I I do think that America needs to have some sort of presence in the Middle East. Now, where it gets into letting MBS off the hook, not a fan. I think that sets a dangerous precedent. And I I understand the the need, Uh, you know, for the the political anchor in the Middle East. I sadly I I think a lot of this falls on Israel and they need to get rid of Netanyahu because even well, right. And even though he was one of the first to to send a congratulatory message to Biden, the, he still got the stink of Trump on him. And, you know, Israel used to be our most reliable ally in the Middle East. Saudi Arabia, you know, yeah, financial, oil. We, we got bonds, but that was more of a trust but verify kind of thing. And I think 
you know, Netanyahu trying to become Israeli Trump really lowered their standing and, and yeah. how much we as a country can really depend on them. And which as, you know, a born and bred Zionist really bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the fact that they cover, you know, Kushner was behind that too. Kushner, I think, um, you know, with him, them cutting that deal and keeping everything quiet, you know, Trump came out and said, Oh, I saved his ass. No, yeah. dude, you, you, you cut a deal. You know, you sold out your country. Speaking of investigations, there's one that needs to happen. And I'm sure you're going to find even more. I mean, what about the the agent, the uh, former agent for Russia that came out and said they've been dealing with Trump for over 40 years? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, that is there's such a long tail on that one. Right. And yeah, it'll be very interesting. I mean, I hope that these. There is a 9-11 type commission for all of this. Well, McCarthy doesn't want that. And Scalia doesn't want that because they know. They say, oh, you're going to blame the Republicans. This is just another way to dog the Republicans. No, you know, the truth hurts. And that's what's going to happen. You'd rather us just sit there and pay attention to Marjorie Taylor Greene, that weirdo. You know, what's, you know, you went after equality. You went after, what is that, quality? Yeah, the Equality uh, Act. The Equality Act. I love, and it, it frustrates me to no end, but I kind of love that the the whole Republican argument is you got to give us someone to hate. You know, yeah. uh, like, if, well, if we can't discriminate against black people and now we can't discriminate against brown people and now, now you're telling us we, we can't discriminate against LGBTQ people? What? Who are we supposed yeah. to hate? And to them, I say, hate yourselves. It's so easy, and I can attest, it's so much fun. It's free. It's absolutely free. <laughs> and you can do it any time of the day or night. Yeah, I would. Convenient. You know, look at uh, the, the Conway family. You know, I using them oh. as an example, I would bet your kids already hate you. So mm-hmm. go ahead and join, jump on the bandwagon. Hate yourselves. <laughs> hate Republicans. You're hate vile, you. vile people. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm gonna. This is my running gag. But speaking of TikTok, um, <laughs> you're, you're reminding me that I need to check in on the daughter's TikTok. She's usually got the juicy uh, anti Kellyanne Conway uh, TikToks from the daughter. By the way, did anybody watch the testimony of the Postmaster General? Oh yeah, I, L Jackass Aruni. Yes, yes, L Jackass. Uh, I, I believe it's uh, the Jackass. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, it was it was a nice turn. I don't know who it was, but one of the Democrats was, you know, we've we've established that he's saying that all of the uh, ballots were delivered in a super timely manner. There was nothing wrong with that. And yet the person who's making that case is a Republican who voted against validating the election based on the theory of some sort of mail fraud. And uh, I thought that was wonderful. Yeah. But that's well, uh, well, that Cooper, is what's her name? Um, Cooper is that the woman from? Uh, what was the woman that that, that um, interviewed him that during the commission that really laid it laid him into uh, laid into him? Oh yeah, maybe uh, Cooper. Yeah, she just I mean she reamed him. She he couldn't you know she he couldn't answer any of her questions. Well, and I love that he said you know no I'm not going anywhere. You have to get used to me and. 
in response, Biden uh, nominated three Democrats to fill vacancies on the yeah. on the postal board, who yeah, are the people bad. that will be able to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah, he's got to go. I mean, he, you start yanking out what he did was just. I mean, you saw the whole like, as Erica was saying, you saw the setup of what Trump was doing. You put that guy in there because you were going to mess with those ballots. You but know, this is uh, this is part of the whole Trumpian doublespeak that in his testimony, DeJoy was saying, you know, I was brought in to to make things better. So uh, we are preparing some some new moves uh, at the U.S. Postal Service that will slow things down even more. And we're going to raise the price of postage. And we're going to destroy your sorting machines. Yeah. And pe- but people like, oh, yeah, slowing things down and making it more expensive. Great. From the guy who was brought in to make things better. Yeah, that 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 tracks. That works. I'm good with that. And it's it's that lack of any sort of analytical mind on the right that you you're not seeing the pile of shit that's being placed in front of you because it it came with a really big shiny spoon to eat it. And and that spoon is so 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 shiny. Wait, well, who, what's the shiny spoon in this metaphor? Well, the shiny spoon is that he's he's there to fix things. Oh. And yeah. and the pile of yeah. shit is what he's doing to fix it. It's we we talked about this on the show a while ago that the the old Reagan adage that the the scariest words are I'm from the government and I'm here to help has become, you know, the mantra of the Republican Party. That is their their guiding force is we need to fuck things up so badly that, that people lose faith. faith. Yeah. yeah. We need to prove no, ourselves I, I, right I, by I, fucking I, it up. I wish they do. I, I wish, like in a, okay, you go. Sorry. Well, I, I wish that while Trump, while Reagan was bleeding to death, the doctors who worked for the government had said, we're from the government. We're here to help. <laughs> it would have been a, a nice time to repeat it to him. Uh, they saved his life. Uh, Secret Service agent saved his life, et cetera. All government employees. By the way, for the Postmaster General, I mailed I mailed uh, some books to my dad. My dad was in D.C. for Christmas. I go to the post office. It was eight bucks or thirty bucks. So I spent eight bucks. Supposed to get there in time. They got to my sister's house in February for Christmas. So wow. uh, is the so government now, suggesting that she convert so to Orthodox Christianity so yeah. she can celebrate Orthodox Christmas? That's right. No, for me now it means that to joy now it's personal. Now it's <laughs> my family. your package. That's right. That's, that's not to be born. I mean, you know, they the Republican Party is now in a post legislative era. I mean, they're no longer interested in making anything work or happen or do anything. And I think saying, you know, this is like the Reagan, you know, we're from the government here to help. I mean, that's what they used to do. That's what they used to say is that's your worst nightmare. And they were all about small government and fiscal responsibility, but that they're not even about that anymore. No, I mean, they really are just about trying to start, I think, a civil war. I mean, they, they don't have any policy. They don't have, they're not working at their jobs. They're just trying to get elected and then, I don't know, yeah, tear they, everything apart. 
They they yeah, used to say they wanted to make government small enough that you could drown it in a bathtub. Now now it's just the Democrats are trying to take your bathtubs. Yeah. And you know, yeah, and and you have to remember, I mean, going back to, you know, Trump's 40-year history with the Soviets, that is the Soviet agenda. I mean, that is what they want. They want like Texas to secede and California to secede. And the whole game plan here is that the country divides and divides and breaks apart. And then these multinational fucking gangsters can come um, uh, in and buy up the broken pieces of this country at great profit. And it's already happened with fucking Mitch McConnell and that factory in Georgia. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, there's just, it's all over. It's already happening, you know? So, well, and, and think, it's not you know, just but, Russia, you know, and I, I hate to sound like, you know, I'm someone from, from the Trump administration, but, and I'm going to talk about China, but the, the idea is it's not necessarily the nationality. It's the selling out to business interests. You, you look at the whole debacle with the Foxconn factory in Wisconsin that was supposed to be bringing like, you know, shitloads of high tech jobs uh, for, for underqualified people to be able to, you know, basically assembling uh, giant TV screens. And, you know, that was, that was just a load of horse shit. The, the jobs aren't there. The, what, you know, the purpose of the factory has changed. It's, it's like Darth Vader in, uh, in empire. You know, I've, I've changed the terms of the deal. Pray I don't change them anymore. You know, and paraphrasing, I know it's altered the deal. Uh, so it's more like you've got a movie quote for every circumstance. Well, yeah. Do you remember the, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you remember that HBO show, Dream On? But yeah, my brain largely works in, in pop culture. It's it's TV and movie quotes and, and song lyrics. But and, uh, they're, they're and largely Andy pertinent. Yeah, well, you know, cartoon impressions, always part of the deal. <laughs> good to have goals right so i i do want to uh you know we we should uh, wrap this up on a on a somewhat positive note we've talked about all the the denial of reality and science and things and i i do believe that people being people is what is going to keep us under continued lockdown phases uh, because as soon as things start to get a little bit better, everyone wants to be out and, you know, running around and breathing each other's droplets and, and doing it in movie theaters and what have you. And I, you know, I'm looking out the window and it's, it, it is truly, as we said at the top of the show, it is a beautiful day in Los Angeles. And I remember last year when the lockdown started last March here in LA, it was it was gray, it was rainy, the weather was shitty. And anyone who knows anything about Los Angeles, when it's raining, people don't go out. And I, you know, when when the lockdown started and the and the, the national spread of, of the virus was going ape shit, California and LA specifically had really good numbers. And I think a large part of that was because we had such shitty weather, we weren't going out anyway. Now, 
it's, we're in, we weren't yet burned out on the lockdown. And right. We still knew there were many questions that weren't answered that we all thought we could, you could get it from touching surfaces or could, was coming in on your packages and all that stuff. So I think it was just, and yeah, and it was raining. It was such a fucking halcyon few weeks, I must say, <laughs> especially up here in Altadena. It was beautiful. It was just beautiful. Yeah, it was it was wild. Like you said, it was new. It, we weren't, you know, accustomed to and sick of being yeah. locked down. So I do, I honestly think, you know, with, this is going to be with us for a while. But the plus side, I did say there was a plus side, and I wanted to go out on a positive, uh, is that we do have a third vaccine now. The, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine has been approved for emergency use. And... I think, you know, great news because I was talking to a, a friend's mom the other day who was saying she wants to get vaccinated, but they're, they're all out of shots. And I think in a way that's an indicator, that's a good problem to have that if we're out of shots, it's largely because a lot of people are getting them. Yeah. Well, uh, he's already at 50. He's, he's already halfway to the distance of, of what he wants, the hundred million. He's halfway there. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, so it's, we are our own worst enemies as, as humans, uh, in, in terms of getting the herd immunity, we got all the tools to get us there. We just need the willingness and it's cliche at this point, but I'm really glad the folks at CPAC were, were booing the mask requirements and largely disregarding them. But the sad fact is that these people do not stay amongst their own. They come into human society yeah. and infect regular yeah. people. So, yeah, it, it sucks. Uh, but as, uh, as my, my good friend and writing partner, Jeremy Levy, said, uh, and again, paraphrasing, but a big super spreader event happening in Orlando this week. And, uh, oh, uh, super spreader for, for the COVID virus? No, no, for, for misinformation. So nice. it is a, it is a dual infection thing that we will, we're, we're only beginning to experience the fallout, but we got a third vaccine coming. We've got an effective attorney general coming things there. There are signs uh, yeah. that, that do point to improvement. Things will be better soon. I think God help us all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Six hundred million, six hundred million doses by uh, June. Yeah, right on. Let's let's get them in arms, and, and uh, the um, stimulus package will be ready by before the fourteenth. Yeah, passed the House late last night. Uh, it's going to go to the Senate, and I I think this is going to be the first of many events where Vice President Harris is going to be taking her president of the Senate position. Yeah. Uh, a little more, not, not necessarily, uh, taking it more seriously, but I think there will be more allocation of her daily schedule <laughs> towards that end of the job. Yeah. Hey, definitely. it's a dirty job, but someone's got to do, she it. do it. She's up for it. Right on. Well, let, let us leave on that, uh, on that optimistic note. Let's get back out into the world and make it a better place day by day. Yeah. And I'd like to think that. 
we did that just a little bit ourselves by being here together today and yes, talking indeed. about the issues. So I want to thank you guys for being here. Erica Schickel, thank you so much. It is always a pleasure. I, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show that your book can be pre-ordered, but uh, please tell us where it can be pre-ordered from as you tell us where you can be caught online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months. I would be delighted if you would pre-order my book, The Big Hurt. It's coming from Hachette in August 2021, but pre-orders are happening now. Amazon, Bookshop, Barnes & Noble, Go to your local independent and ask to, you know, pre-order a copy. Um, and you can catch me at ericashickle.com on Twitter, shickety on Twitter, shickety over at Instagram. Oh, and the big news is my book has been chosen as the indie focus title for the summer of 21. So right on. it will be in all your independent bookstores. So. Sweet. Are, are, I, I gotta ask, just uh, me, me being me. Are you doing an audiobook version? Yes, I will be. Sweet, read by the yeah, author. Right. This is what I'm hoping. Yeah. Nice, right yeah, yeah. on. Well, yeah. congrats, and and yeah. thanks again for joining us. Looking forward Thank to you. to seeing you again yeah. soon, and looking forward to reading the book in August. All right. Mr. Jim Coughlin, thank you so much for being here with us today. Should you so desire. Where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? Well, you know what? I'm going to put this out there since I haven't mentioned it. I am definitely going to start putting out some TikToks. No kidding. <laughs> yes. I know. And uh, uh, at M-R-J-I-M-C-O-U-G-H-L-I-N. Coughlin. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mind blowing. Yeah. And uh, I did. I actually put out a, a TikTok one on the day that it was announced that it was called for, for Biden. I went to one of the sort of celebrations out in the street and shot some video there. But uh, other than that, I have not TikToked really. I, you know, I've fallen down the TikTok hole too, Jim. I'll just let yeah. you know. And I'm, I'm, I'm considering it, but I'm uh, I'm going to see what happens if you do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got uh, a good friend who's been encouraging me, and uh, he, he's been doing it. He's you know he's building up his following. Well, you know, not only do you have the uh, the the usual one liners that I keep seeing, Jim TikTok this on on Facebook, uh, but uh, as as a juggler, uh, you got some uh, good physical comedy and uh, entertainment true. to go with as well. So. Sure. You know, enjoy. And and thanks uh, thanks for being with us. And uh, your album, A Little Off the Top of My Head, available? Yes, uh, yes available on uh, Amazon Music, iTunes. Um, uh, what else is there? Um, Spotify. Anyway, uh, Spotify. Uh, my website, jimcoughlin.com. Yes. Right on. Uh, many, many choices. Excellent. So positive ways to spend your time with Jim. That's right. Just because, you know, can't have everyone on the panel with Jim. So thank you for being with us, Jim. Mr. Time and Ship, always a pleasure. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? Well, Dave, yowza, yowza, yowza. <laughs> yes, I'm here to tell you. You can uh, get me at timeandship.com. My new website is up. And uh, also you can... It is a time ship at, at uh, Twitter, time and ship at um, Facebook, time and ship at Instagram. And you can get my uh, book, 
Mighty St. Louis on Amazon.com, which I'm working to get that turned into a sitcom. Nice. And uh, as well as um, you get my CD, Universal Brother, on uh, CD Baby, Spotify, or iTunes. Right on. Well, thank you once again for being with us today. Me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. You can find me on the Facebook at dr.david.robinson. On the Twitter, I am at standup fall down and if you've made it this far into the show you probably already know but it bears repeating that we are on the socials on facebook all spelled out let's be treasonable and on the twitter we are at l-e-t-s-b-t-r-e-a-s-o-n-a-b-l we take off the e's and pass the savings on to you the listener. Speaking of you, the listener, want to thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, tell everyone you know, rate and review us on the platforms where you're listening. If you got the time and the inclination, even on the platforms where you're not, that'd be cool. And hey, what fun to go exploring. If you didn't like what you heard, not sure why you're still listening, but thanks for doing that. Make you a deal. You don't tell anyone. We won't tell anyone everybody's happy we will be back next week in one form or another hopefully you will too until then goodbye, goodbye.